0: podcast do do Loo podcast two hoes two hoes Poor house on the hill four house on the hill ooh, oh ooh. yeah it's a poor house
1: on the hill two hoes two
0: hoes don't
1: roll you your skirt too short everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts
0: Hey, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm nine minutes late. That's a lot of minutes. It's uh, nine after six.
1: Not six oh nine.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just doing a little bit of Googling about reincarnation, even though we're not supposed to do that. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, this is not an educational podcast. We do not do research for this podcast.
1: Yeah, just what we kind of remember. That's that's what you're getting. Just a
0: disclaimer. Um, yeah, so you're listening to Two O's from Delco with Beth Heinley and Maureen Cummings. This is episode, I don't know, fifty two or fifty-three. And our topic of discussion today will be reincarnation. And it's cool. I'm, I'm excited. Cool topic. I like it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about reincarnation. I was I've been thinking about it a lot lately since I just yeah. finished that Mind Beyond Death book.
1: Yeah. Um, one of my favorite topics it's interesting and
0: i pretty much 100 believe that's just what happens you you're like a one okay you're like this is what you think happens
1: yes like it makes the most sense like that if something happens you get reincarnated but like you seriously probably has nothing like no connection other than like a karmic connection like i don't feel like I don't know. We'll talk about
0: it when we get to it. Oh, I also just... uh, Yeah, that's the guy's name. I also just finished this book called Proof of Heaven.
1: Oh, I'm so interested to hear more about that.
0: Yeah, um, by... It's Eben Alexander is the author. He's a um, neuroscientist. So, um, obviously, he works with brains and is, like, up until his near-death experience, which is... In the in the community, everyone calls them NDEs. Um, which reminds me, what you texted me LKR to me? Oh, IKR. I know, right? Oh, okay. All right. So I didn't know if that was an L, and I was like, "What does that mean?" Anyway, I, mean, um, I know, right. Um. Yeah. So I finished this book, Proof of Heaven by Eben Alexander, and, um, he also, like, uh, basically he got meningitis, right? So, it was, like, uh, that's, like, a disease or virus. It's E. coli. Gets into your brain. Causes meningitis, and there's all this, like, pus and shit in your brain. And, um, obviously I'm not giving, like, the, uh scientific explanation of meningitis but basically you're uh, like your brain falls and you're
1: like your fucking spine falls like it's yeah. horrible it's bad you, it's devastating a lot of people
0: die yeah like the like there's something like 80 percent of people die from it um yeah. and it affects like your cerebral cortex which has a lot to do with like everything that makes you human like that you would have like you know, language, interpretation of, like, symbols, like, or anything, you know, all the things that make us, like, think that we're sentient beings is, like, or makes us human is in that part of the brain, and that was, like, the part of his brain that was, like, effectually, like, t- brain dead, and, interesting. and he was in a coma for seven days, so yeah, I guess what I found interesting about it, um was how because at first when like because my mom had read it and i was thinking and it's called proof of heaven i was like oh this is going to be like a super christian take and um you know i just finished mind beyond body which is the about the bardos and i was like this is going to be like lame to me and then um and he is he's like episcopalian i think uh so he is christian so but i think he was like like most Episcopalians, like lazy Catholics. So like, he wasn't like that. Yeah. He wasn't that consecrated to God. Hmm. So he said he uh, went, um, his description of his near death experience was so crazy to me because it was so similar to how the Buddhist monks who have like meditated on, um, the dying like and have come to you know translate the bardos like and his experience was like exactly like what was described was described in the bardos like like there's like a dissolving of consciousness like so he uh, when he first enters he has he has like three phases when he first enters he calls it like the earthworm viewpoint which is like you're he it's like not blackness but like sort of blackness like it's like you're underground yeah and um he also which i found really interesting could hear like chanting which they do talk about that in the bardos like you will hear sounds and like there's also like sound meditation that you're supposed to do yeah. like so you're supposed to, the, what go ahead
1: and in a religion they like monks like if you are that type of buddhist like tibetan buddhist i guess it is for that book like uh-huh they chant for 42 days when you die, like yeah. right near your body. Like that's what they're supposed to do to guide you. Right. So like, yes, it's, it's supposed to keep you focused on um, being, staying present. Yeah. But yeah. That's amazing. Like, and I have also heard that people like say they hear angels singing and stuff like that. Yeah, um, And I just want to real quick point out something and I um. love this, like eastern western mashup there is a book called the tibetan book of living and dying and it talks about um near-death experiences like from both a western and eastern perspective and they talk about how for people like in the east they have visions more of like seeing their own body and like it's like a dead animal and it's like disgusting to them and like here like people see like god or like angels or family members like There's a wide range of experiences, but there's like cultural differences. Right. But it's the same throughout the culture. And it's, but they're so fucking similar. Mm. Like someone Western, I think sees the body as like maybe more inviting, but I've also heard about near death experiences, people coming back and being like, I didn't want to be back in my body. I actually think I saw a YouTube thing about this book that you're talking about. The Mm -hmm. more you talk about
0: it. Okay. Yeah. Well, so So, to like, basically finish up here with this book though um the and then he he was like afraid to be in the earthworm thing and i think the other thing is well they tell you that because you start to feel like no sense of your body and that was like something he was starting to feel and also like he had no sense of self like he completely lost his ego he, he didn't yeah. he, he had no remembrance of like his earthly life at all and, um, but then he realized like he ca- he could move out of this place through his mind. Like he knew he could like not be there and move on. And, and so he did. And then it was yeah. like this like beautiful Valley and like, you know, people dancing and I don't know, like, he, and he's like flying. It's very much like you would think heaven is. And he's there with like, he thinks is like his guardian angel there's like this beautiful young woman who's flying on a butterfly wing that like picks him up and she's kind of his tour guide. But then beyond this place, there was another place that was like just inky black blackness, like a black hole. And he believed yeah. that there was where he saw God. Uh-huh. And the other interesting thing is he didn't know what word to use to describe to call what he saw or felt in is present. And the only thing when he woke up to think that could describe it is Om. O-M. What? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. that's totally, like, like one of the um meditations in Buddhism is Om. Um, like, um, well,
1: like, I feel like that's, like, the sound of, like, the universe. Like, in Hinduism, it's, like, the universal, like, sound of, like, creation.
0: Um, the- yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh so so like the other thing is yeah and there's also something unique about i think it's the vibration of it too of the sound that like has something to do with like um putting your your brain at like a meditative state or something like that too but um he uh then goes basically that's his trip or whatever and i you know you should read the whole book to get like obviously more out of it i just thought it was interesting because it was very similar to the description of the bardos like um from like the moment that your consciousness is dissolving and to the moment where you have brilliant visions and um bright colors and stuff like that like so all of it was just like very similar and then though I would say the difference is he did not feel like one with God because that's one thing like the Buddhism I I might be wrong here but I get the feeling that it's not a dualistic sort of um belief system like there's no God like there's
1: not a God
0: yeah there's no God and and um, humans, like we're all we're all God. We're all connected. Like yep. there's nothing really difference a difference between me and like a roll of tape, really. Um, so and he got that this all encompassing, like we are all one through his experience. But when he went to this, like he calls it the core, which is like this black center that was like absolute void. He felt that he was inside something that it, mm-hmm. and not that and he and he felt like that something he was inside of was the a creator. You know Interesting. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So and I kind of like and I think I'm as well like whatever on edge there. But another thing he said was like I'm on edge there. I don't know if I believe in a higher power or if I'm more like thinking that we're just all connected and it's all just like one thing. You know, so there is no separation between me and God. But I'm also kind of like, um, like, I think it makes sense that there would be a creator because I of like just how even the earth came into being like through the Big Bang, like something had to happen like for us to evolve from single cell organisms like it wouldn't have happened i don't know like there's like a spark there's got to be something i don't know so
1: like you believe in intelligent design i mean yeah. yeah sure i don't i mean yeah obviously like that's the fucking miracle of the universe
0: yeah um
1: it's beautiful i think it's honestly i think it's both and it doesn't matter right like i think that there's levels of consciousness and i think there is like You know, like Donald Hoffman talks about everything being like conscious, like, and there's like units of consciousness and like me and you would be like a very, like a much more, um, advanced level of consciousness than like a pen. But the pen still would like, if the, if we have like a hundred units of consciousness, like the pen could have like three units of consciousness and the, like the earth could have like a thousand units of consciousness right? and like, you know what I mean? There could be essentially like layers to this where like, we're all part of like a smaller God and like, that's all part of like a larger, and like eventually it's like one big consciousness, but yeah, like even in the, the like style of Buddhism you're talking about, there's like compassion meditations where you visualize your heart being like a blue and then like you visualize like other blue dots and like you visualize the lines between them and just like infinite like connected hearts basically it's like a compassion meditation
0: Mm -hmm. well and then he also said from his near-death experience that he um had like it was very e- easy for him to like learn and to take in everything even though there was no language. you know so he was just absorbing information. Um, there was there was like no barrier. Um, yeah. and he describes it in the sense where it is like when he woke back up like that our brains essentially are actually filters that kind of like fog up everything. It's like a filtration Dude. system so that we can't.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it was really interesting. Um, well, that's
1: fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, and um, the other thing he said was that he felt that there, I mean, he knew he knows this and he believes this that there are beings that are higher consciousness than planet Earth. Like there, it's... there, there are other planets where people are far more advanced even than us. Um, which wow. I, yeah. So that I found really interesting um, because, well, of course. There's other existences outside of planet Earth because the universe is vast, you know, that we can't even comprehend. So why wouldn't there be other, I mean, you know, civilizations out there and um, that could, we can't, like, to assume that we're the oldest civilization in the entire universe, you know, so... Um, yeah, so he said I mean, I'm yeah. just,
1: like I'm very struck by this and it sounds too like like things that I've like read or like seen about people talking about like ayahuasca trips and like walking between the worlds and shamans and uh-huh. like all this other shit that is so very similar to what he's talking about. and then like you have these monks who, and, like, these yogis that, like, just, like, meditate and meditate for years and say that they're, like, walking between the worlds. Like, right. what Sean talk about, like, this guy, you know, maybe that was, just, like, what he was doing in his coma. That's insane to me. Yeah, and the
0: other thing, again, that he <laughs> points to, like, disprove certain kind of things because, like, uh, people take, um, like, DMT to have, like, these similar experiences, which DMT is, like, a chemical in your brain that... <laughs> releases Mm -hmm. at if you're like close to death or something to give you like yeah but his brain wasn't functioning like so like stuff like that wasn't happening in his instances um but uh yeah so all of this i found really interesting and it was one thing that made me think of when he was describing like these higher like consciousness these higher beings was the point in like buddhism like and this gets into reincarnation because there's a point at your during your at the bardos after you have died, and this is like right. This is like the becoming stage. I forget what the bardo is called. I think it's called the bardo of becoming. I think you're right. <laughs> um, and it's at this point, and you don't necessarily unless, like for instance, most people like we've talked about this don't even you just like. According to like Tibetan belief, if you're not practicing the bardos while you're in the bardo of life, of living, then when you die, it's kind of like just like passing out and then you wake up again in in another body, right? Where if you are conscious during this entire, you know, process, at the the bardo of becoming, you'll see like a series of spheres of light. Of course, they say it's different for everyone, Um, it's a unique experience, but you're supposed to meditate on following the blue light. There's like a red light, a yellow light, um, a yellow. Yeah. I said that, uh, red, yellow, there's blue, there's green and there's white. So like the white is the God realm and there are different realms and whichever light you choose is the realm that you wake up in. Mm. And, um, And you're supposed to choose the human one which is blue um and but when i was reading this i was like because like red is like the jealousy the jealousy realm it's like the like hell realm or whatever and i was like thinking i was like yeah i totally chose that because i feel like jealousy like consumes me in my life i might be one of a lot of people though because i think the invention of social media has only like heightened jealousy in our culture like as a whole but like um but it plagues me it's like a big problem for me um and so i was like i probably chose the hell realm and like you we were talking like you were saying you thought like the yellow light is the hungry ghost realm
1: yeah that's my that's my jam
0: which you could talk about more what you think the the hungry ghost realm
1: oh is. the hungry ghosts like are these like beings that just like fly around with like giant bellies and tiny mouths and they're always, like, fucking hungry and, like, they're always, like, wanting, which is, there's actually a book by Gabor Mate called um, In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts about addiction, and that's why I bought the book and that's how I got into Like, I didn't know who he was, but I saw that and I was like, whoa, I, like, totally relate to that. Yeah. Um, and he's really his views have changed a lot about like my life and my recovery. He really approaches things from like a trauma standpoint and like harm reduction standpoint. And um, it's just like a little bit different than what I had seen before, but like he very, I'm actually like reading, like I've read parts of it, but I'm like reading the whole book right now. I'm just getting to the part where he's explaining like why he uses that metaphor. Oh,
0: um, oh so, cool.
1: Yeah. yeah, it is cool. It is
0: cool. Um, yeah, so, like, you were, so when we were talking about it, you were, like, I totally went for the yellow light. Um, the green light is the animal realm, which, uh, they're, like, they strongly, you know, say don't pick that. Yeah, Um, they're not,
1: like, smart enough to meditate. Yeah,
0: because, and then that's literally what it is. You're not really sentient enough or something, yeah, to meditate. It's not good for, like, um... it would set you back many lifetimes okay yeah um and then there's
1: developing karma and you'd be like stupid you would just be like doing dumb shit and killing things and then you would like have all this negative karma right like and then you would end up in like a fucking hungry ghost realm or angry realm or something
0: exactly um yeah so and then there's the and the other thing about the the angry jealous realm the red is it's like there are also levels like um there and then there's the god realm the god realm i was like telling you i was like if i get to choose for my next life i'm going for the god realm i don't care i know that's what
1: i want to do no that's why when you said you're supposed to go through blue light i knew you meant fucking human birth and i was yeah. like so annoying i know like <laughs> it's really fucking annoying to me like no i don't want to do this shit again it fucking sucks the- it- <laughs> It, sucks. It, like, it does. Do the bad realm. I don't. I don't even want to do the fucking animal realm. I, I'm like, I would like to just like be a cat. But like, yeah, no, that's not going to help like your spiritual progression. If you're yeah. in the God realm, like you're too happy to fucking give a shit. So like, you need a certain degree of suffering to push you to advance spiritually, which is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to fucking do. Yeah. Whatever.
0: <laughs> well, the other thing, the god realm that I thought was really, um interesting was that uh you know they're not without like for instance if you're in the god realm everything's taken care of, of you you're probably famous you're definitely rich like you're like everything comes easy to you and your life is wonderful that's the god realm okay but what happens in the god realm is yes you are so consumed with like how great your life is that you lose touch with your spirituality and when you lose touch with your spirituality you take your your earthly well and i will get into this later more so but like you take your earthly um your ego like to that level where then you become you're terribly afraid of death and you become like you you're like you don't want to leave this life so actually dying leaving this life is actually very painful for you and like it's actually really bad um so you're tortured and and you're tortured your entire life about this it's not like just like you get a terminal illness and all of a sudden you have this like existential crisis. It's something that tortures you throughout your entire life. And you're, and you're obsessed with like physical objects and you know, the physicality and stuff. And that's not really I great. Mean,
1: like, I relate to that too. Like being yeah. a child and like basically having everything provided. And then like, but I also had like, I had this like horrible mm-hmm. fear of death.
0: Uh-oh. Uh Oh, Oh to me. Somebody hit a car. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, wait, did they just pull away? Hit <gasps> and run. This it was like a, a hit and run. Had
1: it on the I, just,
0: I just witnessed a hit and run. But everyone's fine, but the person totally was just like, I'm out of here. That's hilarious. Oh, my God, that is so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but I, also it's not like the person's car got that messed up anyway.
1: Not that messed up.
0: No, it looks fine. But yeah, the person totally was like, I'm out of here. See ya. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, they probably were like, I didn't hurt them."
0: Yeah.
1: Whatever, it's the fucking city.
0: Yeah, I mean, they probably I mean, don't. The obviously, the they, they, they don't have, have insurance. They don't have insurance. So yeah. Um, my mom did that. Like this weekend, I was hanging out with her. We were parking. And she like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, she was parking and she hit the car behind her. And yeah. it sounded really bad, but I did get out and look and I didn't like notice anything. So I guess it's fine. It um, always
1: sounds really bad. I feel like once you hear the crunching, then that's when it's really bad.
0: Yeah, I didn't hear a crunching. Um so anyway <laughs>
1: it just was total like body damage, unseen and huh,
0: Yeah. Kidding. Well, it was like a piece of shit car too that she hit. Oh, both
1: so. well, those people then. Yeah.
0: Um, I would really talk about your mom's car. Is your mom's car okay? Like I don't want yeah, her I mean, to have any money that much. <laughs> It's fine. She is a piece of shit car too. Um. Mm. So then, like, and and that the, that's the god realm. But then the jealous god. It's kind of like a god realm realm because you and you're angry. It's like the angry whatever. Um. But you have again. You have everything is provided for you. You have like. You know, um, I would say it's, like, the average American. Like, you're not going hungry and you're fine yeah, and everything. Go to store, like. Right, exactly. And you have, like, you have like a lot of, you know, um, ex- luxury items that you're, you know, um, back and yeah. call. Like, you know, it's not so bad. But you know about the God realm and you feel like the fruits of your labor are all for the God realm and you don't, like... You don't get the fruits of your labor. So that's where the jealousy comes into play. Oh, that's where we are. Yeah, I know. And so you're constantly, like, just, like, looking at the people who have it better than you. And you're, like, that's fucked up because I deserve that, too, and blah, blah, blah. And you become obsessed with it in that way. So that's, like, Mm -hmm. that realm. Um, Which is
1: like, set up on purpose for us in our society to be that way. Like, for every single person, like, there's somebody else with more than you. And yeah. it's called keeping up with the Joneses. And that's how we've been, like, programmed and, like, cattle. It's like, the... Like, we the thing, like, used for, for fucking,
0: uh, whatever. It's the most efficient... Angry. It's the... Huh? Uh, that, uh... Uh... it Uh... Uh, it's the most efficient way to, um, control masses of people is to make them jealous. It really is. Yeah. Jealous uh, and like greedy and afraid. That's how advertising works.
1: There is. Yeah. There's like only a few different tactics that they use in advertising. And those are the tactics. Like there's like fear. Like if you don't buy this product, something bad will happen. And then there's like, you know, like fucking jealousy. Like if you get this, you're going to be better than your neighbor. Like all that shit. They use it. It's like the seven deadly
0: sins. I I also think like like for instance, I think Instagram is a psyop in the sense that where people are like, oh my god, there's ads on Instagram and they and my, my phone's listening to me and advertising to me. That's actually not it. It's that you are the, in fact the product, and we're all yeah. we we all use Instagram to like promote a lifestyle to each other mm-hmm. that keeps us wanting more. And it's not even they're about the literal advertisements. What they also
1: just they are also like there to take your data, which is like actually fucking really valuable. So like they're just taking all of our data, and we're not getting anything for it. And they're making money off of us. Like I, that is what's happening.
0: I don't. What do you think so valuable about our data? Like I don't, because if our data is valuable,
1: I mean, you know, that's like honestly, um, like advertising but like no it has to be more than that and like yeah a number of probably control control controlling us um i think it has mostly to do with like control if you have the information about the people then you can control them you can mind fuck them you know who want like you know who's like vulnerable to being afraid you know who's vulnerable to being jealous you know who's vulnerable to addiction because you have that data Mm -hmm. like it really is
0: power but we're also i think okay, fine, whatever, but I also think that we're advertising to ourselves even more.
1: Even more so. You're right about
0: that. We're, Um, like,
1: just, like, but we're we're so pre-programmed that we just say what we've heard from ads and other people.
0: Like, I don't Cause I just like went back on Instagram recently because I'm like, I, you know, I hate it there though. I really fucking hate it. Like Twitter is bad, but like for some reason, Twitter is like more fun and people aren't all like in their like with their egos so much on there. I mean, half the people I follow are anonymous, you know? So it's not really so much about broadcasting your life. And then I get on Instagram and it, and it is Instagram is totally about broadcasting your life. And, and it's like, I mean, I really don't, like, want to fucking, like, see half the shit that I see. And I immediately get, like, sucked into it. Like, oh, they're doing this in their life right now, and my life sucks. Or, like, you know, I'm instantly comparing myself. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, I don't do that anymore. I'm really against it. Like, and I don't, like, do... Like, I use it just for my art. Like, and, like, I... I used to be, like, more about sharing my life, but through the past few years, like, you know, I haven't been doing it um, because I see it as a way. I just, like, think it's messed up when people, like, I don't know, are posting about their life. Like, they, like who? what makes you think your life is worth fucking posting about? Anyway, and you're not broadcast. It's it's often, a, sorry. It's often you,
1: not genuine. Like, You're just posting the best things about your day that you cherry picked, which I'm not like attacking anyone. It's natural to do so. Of course, like no one wants to, yeah, know that you cried for three hours this afternoon. Yeah, but like, like no, you're not posting like, oh, this is my depression cry. Like, fuck,
0: no. But you're sharing it with like a thousand. Most people have a thousand followers with a thousand people that you don't even fucking know.
1: Yeah, that's why you make it just like look good and appealing and that's it's the problem weird. because then everybody sees everybody else's life and just thinks it's only good and appealing when that's not true for anyone.
0: Uh, it's fucked up. And I think it's, I think it's set. I think, yes, fine. Your data is being like, like harvested, but also I think it's, it's like one whole huge psyop used to control masses of people and, and just yes. like having them be humans together that and react in that way, interact in that way. Um, yeah disturbing I and then like um I just yeah anyway sorry Instagram rant I hate it there but I I don't have to I have to like post stuff I don't know because I need I I need people I need people to buy my comics
1: I like want to go on there to see people's like my family's posts and like old friends and stuff like that but like yeah. The same thing happens to me. And then you got like, I, I'm like, I'm just sitting at home. Like I'm fucking worthless. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's literally, it's like five minutes of Instagram. That's how I fucking feel about myself now. I can't take a shower today. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Like, Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I do. It's crazy. Um, like I can't follow people that are like too successful. Like, I don't know how people even follow people who are really successful because that, that must be like fucking torture.
1: Well, that's part of the carrot, and that's part of, like, their. F- it depends on how far you get sucked into, like, getting into being jealous of other people, you know? Well, and also, like, I don't get it. When I was it. younger, I was very into, like, seeing what celebrities were doing and, like, trying to look like them and, like, being fucking jealous of them and shit like that. And, like, I just had to make a conscious decision to not give a fuck because there's, like, people with money and, like, an unfair advantage, and it's a fucking annoying to me, and I don't give a fuck about them. They'll be fine. They have plenty of money. Like, they don't need anyone to feel bad for their miscarriages uh-huh. that they post. You know, like, whatever. Of course, they're human beings. That's not what I'm saying. Like, I just mean the way, like, someone like the Kardashians are putting their life out there for people to consume so they can make money while, like, purposely, like, first of all, being fucking trashy and, like, putting being, like, shitty role models. But, like, also, you know, like, they're just normalizing, like, bullshit and, but also like just people it ruins people. They get obsessed, like mm-hmm. and they're not good enough until they're more like the Kardashians, which is never gonna fucking happen.
0: Okay. I
1: was like, did you hang up?
0: No. <laughs> I just was I don't know, digesting what you were what you're what you said. Well tell me tell me your response. I don't have one. I, I my response is okay. Like I agree mm. with you. I, Instagram is um tabloid of today. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I also well my other thing is like um when people like w- why like a post that has like 7000 likes on it. I'm always like how does a post <laughs> even get to 7000 likes? Like who why did you fucking like it? Like who cares? Like if you I don't you... know why I, like <laughs> thank you that. So
1: I don't know and I still I do it on reddit and I'm like like, it's stupid
0: yeah like I do it on twitter like and it's um well on twitter I do it because people see what you like you know yeah Um, yeah yeah, so there's kind of a function to it but like on instagram like it makes no fucking sense like it's um it's stupid no you're just like trying to make your friend feel good yeah, but you, you're, it's not even your friend. It's, like, somebody you don't even know. And yeah, it's, like, an
1: ad. You're, like, I like those shoes. Like.
0: Or, like, it's a celebrity or something. Yeah. But it's not your friend. And also, even if it was your friend, do you think they would even know that you liked their post if they had, like, 7,000 likes on it anyway? Right, exactly. Not that you need. I guess you don't need your friend to know that you liked it. Um, because
1: people are living in like delusional bubbles a lot of the time, too. All
0: right, let's get it, let's get out of this. Let's get out oh, of this Instagram, please. please. Um, Ooh,
1: let's go back to reincarnation. It's so spiritual.
0: So, we're not doing sections of the podcast anymore. I don't oh, know God. if anyone noticed that. No one, no, they're happy. Um, I kind of missed the Patreon section of the podcast. But,
1: well, I mean, you know, I have actually a lot of Patreon stuff to talk to you about after this on our Patreon
0: podcast. Oh, okay. Good. Mind. Good. <laughs> save it for the Patreon episode.
1: No, the Patreon. But,
0: I mean, we're, like, I actually had, like, a really good racist confession this week, too. So. Yeah,
1: I know what it is, and it is good.
0: So, but, oh well. Anyway, let's get, let's get into the topic, because we went on, like, a station about, like, fucking Instagram from the Jealous God realm, and, um, which is appropriate, but yeah, let's being, being in social media hell is definitely one of the fucking hells. And I think it's the red one. Let's go into reincarnation. So my thing off the bat, I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm not 100% like that. I believe it. Yeah. Um, I, though what logically makes sense for me is that, the assumption or not the assumption the like law of physics that energy cannot be created nor destroyed same so it makes sense that your consciousness like will have to be would be recycled
1: um i agree with you i yes that is one of the things that like first made me feel like because i was always like reincarnation that's stupid like, I thought it was stupid. Uh-huh. And then when I realized that, I was like, maybe it could be a thing. Because I was raised Catholic. I was believed in heaven. I still, I'm definitely not, like, heaven's not an alternative for me. For me, it's like, either there's nothing or, like, probably reincarnation. And, like, I'm leaning toward reincarnation. But I feel like if there's nothing, like, then it won't matter. So I feel like it's more fun to think about reincarnation.
0: Well, and heaven, I think it
1: can help you psychologically explore yourself.
0: Heaven could be just a higher realm, though. Like, it doesn't have to be reincarnation
1: yeah. on Earth it could be the God realm. Yeah. It could be, you know, like there's different fucking like weirdo religions that believe in like layers of gods. Like it could be like the, the, you know, the realm of like the gods that are around us or whatever that oh. like people go to and they remember and they're like, there's this place, like it's fucking heaven. It's called heaven. <laughs>
0: um, My other, my other thing that I, that I always think about when it comes to reincarnation. So if reincarnation were real, then wouldn't, like, the population of the earth not expand? Because if we're all being, like, just reborn after we die, like, I'm confused at how the population is growing.
1: Well, I don't think it's that. Um, first of all, I do actually, from my childhood, have a theory about this. Oh, oh
0: awesome. Um, Let's hear it.
1: I, a childhood theory. But it was pretty, I feel like it was pretty complex for being a child um How old are you? I I I mean, my like child, like child, child, like ten. Okay, like less than that. What? Mm-hmm. So what I feel, what I like, thought in my mind at the time before I was in, probably introduced to reincarnation. Like there was just like heaven and God. Um, and, and I thought about that. I thought it was like weird. Oh, that's what I thought because also it was very pushed that like there would be an end time and Jesus would return. Mm-hmm. So my thought process was that like the souls all like maybe like all the souls like lived at different times like over time and now like the population is expanding so rapidly because like we all need to be here like that's what i thought as a child and this is the 80s um wait
0: okay hold on. i can't even i can't Uh, even i don't even grasp this um this is
1: so like like um like maybe I, maybe there's like also reincarnation and like, um, I'm just going to make it like very cut and dry. And this is not how like specific I think it is. So let's say like all the people from like the first century, um, are like there at the same time. And then like all the people in the second century are like here on earth at the same time. And cause like the population was much smaller for a very long time, okay. but like if this were truly like the time of Jesus Christ coming back, which in the eighties, people talked about like the year 2000, like being that like, this was the, the shit I was the supposed second to as coming. Child. Okay. Huh?
0: Yeah. You're talking the second coming of Christ. Okay.
1: Yes. So like for all the souls to be on the earth, like I was like thinking that there could be some kind of like a reincarnation thing going on, like some sort of system like that. But, like, it's, like, at the end, like, everybody who's ever lived on Earth is all there at the same time to be judged. That was because of the, the fucking trash that I was exposed to as a child.
0: That okay. was, like, a theory I had. Um, I mean, you're, tra- you're calling the Catholic Church trash?
1: Um, you know, that, but, like, no, just, like, a, all the nonsense that like was talking about like I had a lot of exposure to seeing like tabloids and stuff like that so oh. Oh, okay. it was a lot of stories at that time about like the second coming of Christ and okay. like everything's gonna blow up and like so I yeah I was like a very like when it came to that stuff I like thought about it a lot and it was like in my face a lot mm-hmm. and um, teachers talked about stuff at my school a lot like just fucked up
0: um then, okay, so my question about your theory is is like, okay, where the everyone who lived at the same time and died, whatever lived that lived in the first century, stay in the first century in the second cent- century, stay in the second century. Where do those souls where did they go before they came back? Yeah, now? Where, where do
1: souls go in Catholic Church?
0: Purgatory? So, okay, so that's in your what you were thinking in your mind that they were yeah, so they yeah, went in purgatory there, okay. like
1: on the last day like everyone uh-huh. comes back. That's interesting. Like, that's the belief. Well, that's like the belief, though. It's like, but I thought about it in like a more literal, like, way, and like, definitely, obviously, that way included a form of reincarnation in my childhood mind.
0: Yeah, that that's a solid theory, actually.
1: Uh, I I mean, it was well developed in my childhood. I would, and then I was like trying to explain. I'm like, this
0: is not well developed, but like, yeah, I mean, it was no, good. it makes sense. It was one, it makes yeah. sense to me. It,
1: but like, no, I actually, what I believe at this point is like, I have like a much less like literal thought process about it. And I just think that, um, I don't think that there, and this is like a Buddhist thing too. Like there's not a soul in Buddhism. So if you're looking at it from an Eastern perspective, it's not like that. Like you wouldn't be like Beth Hindley that then lived in like John Smith's body and then lived like in quick succession, like in our time frame. Like, I don't think that linear, like, we hear that shit all the time. Like linear times, like maybe not even a thing. Like you mm-hmm. hear it like even scientifically and quantum physics and all that yeah. shit. So like I try to think, when I think about this stuff, I try to remember that it may not happen in terms of our timeline mm-hmm. at all. Like being may like- have nothing to fucking do with it. Like you might be living this life and then you're going to go live a life a million years ago. Like I, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know or it's like all happening at the same time, which I think is probably more of like a new agey theory that I can get on board with.
0: Yeah. I mean, all that, it's still, to me, I, I, I'm still stuck on, like, if reincarnation is a thing, why is the population growing? Um,
1: So what's, what, like, why, what's problematic, like, what's so problematic for you with that?
0: Well, I guess, well, because it doesn't make sense, but I think that you could, uh, it could make sense in the fact that there's also the possibility that people are being born for the first time. Like they're, they're still, are yeah. still, there's still, yeah, there's still a chance. There's still like a chance that a person's being born for the first time. And, um, like, who knows? They are maybe they're coming from the animal realm, maybe because we're killing off the animals on planet earth, the, the human right. population is growing because animals are I being want. reincarnated to humans.
1: <laughs> it's what I was going to say something along those lines. Like I was going to say like, well, maybe like right now, maybe more people are fucking waking up and becoming bodhisattvas and choosing to come back and be in the human realm uh-huh. like that's it's p- that like if you're going by that like it's p- if people are becoming We're more advanced in their spiritual journeys then yeah. more people would be born as humans
0: right um so that's like definitely that makes sense to me actually uh and then well and then there's like uh, I used to I was used to be like when I was in high school and like my early 20s into numerology. Um, I got pretty OCD with numbers though so I literally had to just stop but um, the way numerology works, numerology does believe in reincarnation but the thing is you only get up to like 11 or 12 lives before, your spirit goes to another plane of existence like so the difference between that is is like you inevitably reach i guess your enlightenment by your like 12th 11th life Um, most people also don't always make get to like 11 and 12 there's not a lot of 11 and 12s and the way that you find your numerological number to determine how many times you've been on this earth is you uh, you add up your um, birthday numbers, all of them to make up your numerological number. I'm a number seven. And the other interesting thing about numerology is as I, I mean, I'm really I've not been into it since I was like, in my 20s. So we're talking like 15 years now. But I uh, that it was actually as predictable in in um judging a person's personality as astro astrology could be, like because you can really tell when you meet someone who's a young spirit versus an old spirit because they're just it's like when you hear the term like an old soul like that is like um something like if you were to meet someone and, and it's just someone that you just feel like has um a maturity about them a knowledge about them that is like (laughs) older than yeah even even when they're young older than their years and there's like a a, no real explanation for that but um in numerology like if you were to do that person's numerological number i guarantee that they would be in the upper numbers they would be like an eight or a nine or a ten or something like that um and oh you what you what it's coming back to me now there is no ten it goes nine and then there's 11 and 12s and 11 and 12s are like really special people like they're usually like hyper like prodigies or famous or talented or something like 11s are like it's like the magic number um so and i don't think there's 12s it's just it goes to it's 11 but 10 you skip 10 because 10 goes into one, but for some wait, because it, I mean, 11 could be one plus one and two. Well, I think you're supposed to double it up, that's right. Like, um, well, you don't do tens, tens doesn't matter, but with 11, because the numbers are double, okay, now it's coming back to me because the numbers are double, double, it has some kind of significance. So the person may be a two, but if their two came to an 11, 11 is like a special number, and the yeah. same, the same with, um, uh, the number 22 that adds up to 4 yeah. like if if their number and you're supposed to add it in order like so my I'm like August 16th 1981 so it would be like 0 plus 8 and then that would be 8 8 plus 1 9 9 plus 6 15 15 plus 1 16 16 plus 9 15 15 plus 8 you know I can't do math Um, but that uh 52 uh, and <laughs> I know. It, I know it goes to like twenty five, um, but so like if it had gotten to twenty two, and so my number would be four. But twenty two is like special number two. Um, I just said special number two. You yeah, gotta
1: take a special number two.
0: Um,
1: I'm a four. That's why I'm a baby.
0: You're a four. Yeah, and yeah. also fours. That's the Fours have like like are like a hungry ghost their lives are very and fours and four, yeah and fours also have issues with addiction oh, wow. um so yeah because they're like always wanting and like um they're you know um not very like you're very um well reactionary but um, wow fuck
1: you <laughs> i yeah. get it
0: Good. um yeah i know um i was i couldn't think of a better word um, uh yeah
1: no i i um yes
0: you react I to more emotional
1: regulation beth yeah i have to work on it something i have to work on on a daily basis
0: um so and anyway i always like when i was like i don't know if i believe in reincarnation but i always kind of like was drawn to numerology and was kind of like this is kind of like an accurate way um to look at people and i've also like i've done readings before and i've done readings through numerology and it's so accurate it's crazy like people i don't know or like whatever and like i'll like if i get their birthday and i do their numerology and i give them a reading based off their number i'm like i'm like 95 accurate it's like crazy that is crazy um so there's like a little thing to that i mean Uh, My, my dad actually went to a psychic. And um, he's like, told me that his psychic um, told him that he was he's been here 856 times.
1: 856.
0: Got it. Yeah. Um, And I was I laughed. And I was like, Well, that makes sense. And he didn't get the joke. But what I meant was because he's an asshole. So it makes sense (laughs) that he had to come back so many times. Um oh. yeah, so like people have like different kind of, you know, belief systems with it. I I just don't um I think my thing with reincarnation that upsets me is and it's something that even is talked about in the proof of heaven and the same thing with like in the Buddhist um meditation is like like losing your ego and losing everyone that you loved in your life. <laughs> It's like, very sad to me. And I also don't think like to think of loved ones who have passed on that have no memory of me now. It's like, like, sure, they have like some, obviously some kernel of it. But it's you could say the same like you and I have a kernel of our last lives, but we can't really pinpoint that or talk about it or speak on it like at all. And that saddens me. Like,
1: I mean, yes, that's natural because you're a human being with an ego and it's like, you have to have it. It's not like, I'm not saying that in a bad sense. So you need an ego to like drive in this world and mm-hmm. to like do things and be a person.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and to, to know people and love people and like develop compassion and also to fucking lose things and suffer. Like yeah. if we're going through that whole, the whole karma, you know, thing. Uh-huh. Like you're here because in your past lives, you've done actions that like, so they say no one but a Buddha can understand the inner workings of karma. So like, yeah, like you don't know where you've been before or like what you've done or things like that. And it like, doesn't matter in this lifetime other than the fact that like whatever happened before and whatever actions you took have consequences that will play out at some point in a, like the future lives or whatever. And like, if you do the right thing in this life, and if you meditate and like the best way to like work through Bad karma is meditation. That's the number one way. Like, the best use of your time would be to meditate all the time if you, like, really believed in reincarnation. Like, every second of every day. Um, But also, like, suffering. Like, great suffering in your life helps you work through your past karma. So, like, Mm -hmm. some people take solace in that.
0: Yeah. And, well, also they talk about um, if you are in like a situation where you're in a deathbed situation, where you're in a lot of pain before you die, that is that it, that it is actually an opportunity to meditate Mm -hmm. on your pain. Interesting. And um, that in your life, like even if, if you have any kind of physical pain, like to use that as a a jumping off point for meditation as well, which I've done um, because I've had like a couple since reading my beyond body, I read about it in there and I had a couple headaches where I didn't take ibuprofen or anything for them. So I just kind of like meditated on the pain and just felt it.
1: You go into it. yeah, Yeah. And that can like make it go away sometimes.
0: It, it, yeah, it's really strange. Like, it never really goes away. But I don't know, you kind of get to a point with the pain where you realize, like, it's like an emptiness, empty awareness thing. It's like the same you as no like.
1: From
0: it. Yeah, you buffer from it. It's really crazy. And then also, it's kind of the same thing as like that, like in sound meditation, where it. like you think that you like meditate on a sound till you like don't hear any external sound around you even Mm -hmm. like you can like Mm -hmm. block it out just like you do when you go to sleep. Um,
1: well it's like, that's uh, part of like going inside and like, uh, like sort of turning off like your other senses. But I have to say as a chronic pain sufferer, nothing has helped me more than meditation with my pain. There's no other than like physical yoga. Like, I think that's a big part of it, but like fit, like actually meditating, on like your body and stuff like that. Like there's been studies done where like they study the brainwaves of like meditators versus non meditators mm-hmm. and they'll bring up things that like make them suffer. You know what I mean? Like that are painful memories or something like that. And like the meditators instead like that would go into the pain. Would I don't, I have no idea what they were like measuring, but basically like the level of like probably like, I don't know, high heart rate, like things that could signal suffering. Um, with the meditators like they just didn't have as much of a level of like this is so horrible like it could be the same kind of like stimulus but it would be a different level of suffering because like when you're more present with your suffering like it, or with your pain it doesn't like bother you as much once you accept it but if you're fighting it that is suffering like suffering mm-hmm. is fighting
0: uh and then oh one other reincarnation question i have for you is do you ever think about if you were somebody famous in a past life i don't No, i don't like
1: really think about the specifics i'm not it's not just it's just not a thing that i'm like into thinking about like i oh, okay. it's just not my jam
0: uh i ha- i have i would like it, i would be like um because like i was really into james dean and i really like like really into James Dean like i felt like as a fan i like uh like yeah talk about parasocial but i don't know is it parasocial if if the person's dead i don't know um but Whatever. i really felt like i um understood him or completely in some weird intrinsic way like and i don't know maybe that's like him being like a really good actor you know that um he's able to communicate emotion in such a clear and effective way but, uh, and I read, like, biographies on him, and, you know, I was, like, obsessed and, like, went to, um, uh, James Dean festivals and stuff, and, like, there's even something about his face that, like, is recognizable to me, like, to my own face, even though I I don't think we look, I don't think I look like James Dean, but I don't know, there's something recognizable in his face to me that I can't explain, but, um, to well like familial i don't know it's weird so I, what
1: i i think that people have feelings and memories like this all the time and i think they're constantly downplayed and minimized and discounted and i think that like maybe we should take another look at that you well, know if those are your feelings about it uh-huh. like doesn't like i mean like you are embodying him in some sense and like also maybe you were everybody who's ever existed at one point because you're everything, you're god.
0: Mm, no, I don't believe that. Anyway, but yeah, I did a, I did his numerological number oh. and he's a 6. So he's he, he's a his life was his lifetime in numerology is before mine. So if I I could have I could have been Oh, you
1: could have been him.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um the other thing, but anyway, I don't like really believe I was James Dean in a past life. I just think like about how how crazy would that be if you had some kind of like just awesome spectacular sort of past life like that or or if you like go back into like history like what if you were like you know queen elizabeth the first you know like what if you were like you know um whatever anyone well you would
1: probably have like infinite lifetimes so like you would be people like that sometimes like you just would be
0: uh, and then I also, I often think, um, uh, well, another person I thought I could be is John Lennon because he died like right when I was conceived.
1: Oh, weird.
0: Yeah. So I could, I could be John Lennon.
1: You, oh wait, you know what?
0: I think I did John Lennon's number two. I think John Lennon is a six too. Hold on. When's John, oh, weird. Lennon's, John Lennon's birthday is like in October or something.
1: Yeah, I have no idea.
0: Never been like a big giant Lennon fan. Uh, I was a big John Lennon fan. Um, So October 9th. So oh, yeah, number nine, number nine. Anyway, no um, so oh, wait, no, he was born. No, he died in December. Duh. So like, um, it couldn't be me unless like I was conceived in November but maybe unless like maybe a soul can still pass into a fetus. Like who who knows when the soul passes into the fetus to be in reproduced. I
1: don't I I mean I just don't feel like it's a time bound thing but that's just like honestly my personal feeling. Like
0: you like, when when do you think
1: maybe it can be and maybe it's not sometimes like I don't know like
0: so like I guess that's like um Imagine being reincarnated to, like, a fetus and the person gets an abortion.
1: Then you just be reincarnated again.
0: Um, well, it would probably be, like, you're probably not even really fully mm-hmm. conscious even at that point, if you're in the uterus anyway.
1: That's not, the, the that's not, like, the birth you would choose if you were conscious. Like, that's probably the things that would happen if we're talking in terms of... This belief system like uh-huh. yeah like if you were like a total asshole and just like not present and then like you die and you just like get lost like yeah you could end up being like 10 aborted fetuses <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah fucking well
0: I feel like oh, I could
1: just get canceled for that sound you right
0: you there. should you should talk about um picking your parents out that's part of the the um bardos too and the bardo of becoming when you you what you start as you start to like want to be born again and to and so you've already like lost your chance at nirvana because you started to fantasize about having a body again then you yeah, start and
1: people fucking and stuff like that there's like all these like distractions of like people fucking and mm-hmm. that's like part of it
0: and you also though they say like you have to be careful like you're choosing your future parents which is going to be your life So you can't be, like, so seduced into, like, what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. John Lennon was a six, so I could have been John Lennon, too. Yeah, you could have been. Um, John Lennon's another, like, um, artist, musician that I um, really related to. But, again... Just speculation. Just something I've thought about. I thought maybe I, I wasn't alone, but apparently I am alone in thinking. like No, such I think
1: that's like a normal way to think about it. I things. just feel like it's possible that it's not like time doesn't matter like on over there. But I don't know. Like I fucking don't know. I'm making this shit up, pulling it right out my ass.
0: Well, not that time matters, but I, I think you would have to be ab- dead to be come back again. Oh, you think like linear time doesn't matter. So like,
1: yeah, yeah. so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Like John Lennon could be somebody. I
1: don't think it matters.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: You could be like, you could experience like your life and like your fucking mom's life. Both like that could both be part of your lives. Like who the fuck knows? Like maybe you could come back as your own mom. Well, and, like, when, maybe that's part of your learning experience. Maybe that's why people have, like, such a hard time with their families oftentimes because, like, they're their biggest teacher. That's
0: fucking horrible. Fuck you for even putting that in my head. I don't want to come back as my fucking mom. What a fucking nightmare. God, Dude, I can't believe you so just said that.
1: There's a lot of horrible lives we could come back as. Like, that's the shit I, like, think about. Not, like, I'll get in, you know, if I'm getting, like, negative with it, like, I'll be like, oh, like, I don't want to come back as, like, you know, there's a lot of fucking terrible lives out there.
0: Well, I definitely don't want to come back as my mother. That's like some Freudian fucked up shit, right there.
1: Well, I guess my point is just like if you're being truly like trying to somehow the universe is trying to teach you compassion, like I feel like that would be a
0: way to do it. Gross.
1: Okay. I mean, I never, I didn't think of it as a gross thing, but I guess it kind of is now that I think about it.
0: Yeah, because then I'd have to fuck my dad, Maureen. Hello. Oh
1: yeah, that's cool. That
0: yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? I can't believe you just fucking suggested that to me. <laughs> you, I
1: didn't
0: think about that part. Uh, you must want to fuck your dad.
1: Stop it.
0: What? You're the one who brought it up, not <laughs> me.
1: Low oh, uh, incest jokes.
0: Okay, so um yeah, it's gross. Uh Yeah. And well, in any case, like if you're like really present at the moment of becoming and the Bardo becoming, you could actually pick your birth parents and like have a pick a good birth. And there was also and I vaguely remember this, but um, there's an also a way that you could pick like what part of the world you're born in.
1: Yeah, like, you would be able to pick everything if you were, you know, present and, like, advanced enough.
0: And I'll have to read it. If you were a
1: Bodhisattva, you would just keep coming into, like, lives where you could help people. Because there's, like, people in certain types of Buddhism that, like, when they could be going, like, away and, like, reaching enlightenment and not living more lives and suffering, like, they actually, which I feel like is, like, the Dalai Lama, like, Tibetan Buddhism, their goal is not to, like, escape this suffering, but to come back into it to help other people with their suffering.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's, like, what a lot of Buddhists believe. And that's their goal in meditation.
0: You know who else, who else who believes, believes
1: that? that? Huh?
0: You know who else believes that? Who? Jesus.
1: Jesus Christ. I still think Jesus was a Buddhist. I think he went away and like, to India and was, like, taught, like, these practices probably and came back with all this like groundbreaking love shit that sounds like a lot like compassion practices and like you know he would like go into the fucking desert and fast like a yogi and see visions and like do all these things and we like very much minimize that when we talk about the bible i think we talk about all this other bullshit Mm -hmm. and like judgment but not the fact that like jesus didn't care like jesus was there to teach compassion like that's all yeah that was his teaching and like where did that come from at that time would have been the east where buddhism and hinduism came from which also uses astrology so like it's possible that like these wise men that came to get jesus were astrologers from uh, the east excuse me from the east and took him away to teach him because maybe he was like astrologically chosen maybe they they would have believed that he was um like a bodhisattva that came back and that like needed to be like taught these things and I feel like people took the charge to like take power and yeah. they bury these things. That's, that's kind of what I believe. Absolutely. Well yeah. I
0: mean it's obvious too in the Catholic religion that it's just appropriated from like pagan practices anyway. Like the feast right. days and everything because that's when you're usurping uh, a throne a or a culture. That's what you do to convert people is to like pretty much take on um, their their religious practices to a point where it's not so hard to convert them. Yep, uh, make them
1: just practices part of your religion so that they don't feel like so alienated.
0: I always felt that like with the Catholic Church, like when I was in high school and being like, I don't identify with being a Catholic and. But I always was really into Jesus though. I was always like, Jesus is cool though. Like they, they got it wrong. They got they, they definitely fucked Jesus' story up. Like I always mm-hmm. felt that way.
1: Like he doesn't hate gay people.
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't you hate You guys. People. He Jesus doesn't hate gay totally people.
1: definitely does not have a problem with gay people, I guarantee you.
0: Uh yeah. So Anyway, I have to pee, so I'm going to pee and get I'm a seltzer, okay? Now. So let's just take a little a little pee break. Okay, I'll All be right, right back. Oh, hello. Hi. Did you go pee? I did, but I eat you. Know. Mm. Anyway, oh, one of the things I want to talk about with Proof of, proof of Heaven, um, because, well, he recorded his own near-death experience before reading about other people's to compare. Because yeah. he didn't want to be, like, influenced by other people's stories. Yeah. But um, he said that... One thing that disturbed him was that when he went into this realm, that he was completely egoless And like, although he felt like love all around him and everything like that, like he felt, felt like everything was love, blah, blah, blah. And, um, felt really cozy and good in that way. He later felt like kind of like upset that he didn't see any of his family members there. And like, Uh, He didn't uh, know who he was or remember his earthly life at all. But he believes that that was what enabled him to go further. Yes,
1: because he wasn't clinging to this life. Yeah,
0: exactly. Interesting. uh, Yeah, I thought that was uh, interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, that's a horrible thing to have to, like, realize, like, yeah, eventually you're going to have to, like, let go of all this, but even if you don't believe in an afterlife at all, like, that's what attracted me to Buddhism, because Buddhism is all about, like, managing basically your moment of death, so it can be fucking horrible and suffering and, like, devastating and just, you know, something you really don't want, or it can be fucking beautiful, and that is, if you prepare for it, it has the potential to be something beautiful.
0: Um, I used to, when I was younger, think I think of my my past life that I was a single mom in the seventies and I died in a car accident. Maybe you were. I don't know are uh,
1: stories about people like kids having specific memories like that, remembering street names and stuff, or like going to a place and like being completely familiar and like literally remembering street names and how to get certain places. Like, if you had those memories as a child. Maybe that's something your brain made up, or maybe it happened.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I Part of me thinks it was, I don't know, it's not clear enough, but it is definitely something where I was like a single mom, it was the 70s, and I died in a car accident. I think like, uh, it makes, like, I'm afraid of uh, dying in a car accident, so maybe that was just something I put in my head. You know, because I'm, it would be a scary way to die. Like, I'm afraid to die in that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, same. I don't know that anyone would.
0: And I think sure. I would be afraid to be a single mom, too.
1: Yeah, same. that's the scariest part of your story.
0: Yeah. Um. Have you... Shout out to all
1: single moms are fucking amazing. I don't know how people are doing that
0: right now. So, and again, I guess you, although you believe in reincarnation, Right? Mm-hmm. But you have no thoughts on what your past lives are or, like, how many times you've been here or anything at all like that? I, um when I think about it, I just, like, hope
1: that, I hope that the suffering I have in this lifetime is, like, helping me to work through whatever karma has like occurred in my past lives that I've things that I've done that I've, like, you know what I mean? It kind of, I don't really, I don't know. I'm not into like thinking about it specifically. Cause then I'll just always be like, well, did I just make that up? Like I'll just get into my head about yeah. it and like get weird. But like, no, I try to think of it in a more general way. And I do think more of like, I think, I don't think it's, like, necessarily a linear progression. I think that, like, if we're talking about, like, an ultimately, like, one consciousness, like, you actually would have experiences and memories of everything. And it would be more like Edgar Casey, like the Akashic Records, where he you can go into, like, wherever all this consciousness is, like, stored, right? Like, probably, again, like, on, like, different levels. So, like, if you're going into, like, the memory of the whole Earth, like, you can... Like he would be able to access these things. Like he, like he would fall into these trances and people would send him letters like, and be like, tell me this blah, blah, blah about my life. Like, I don't know. Or give tell me what's going to happen. I don't know. Like they would ask him all kinds of different shit, Mm -hmm. but apparently like he got a lot of things right. And he got them right from like far away. Um, you know, way before there was the internet So, like, it's, I mean, it's also possible to me that, like, we're attracted to, like, having a body because, like, we can be, like, have a more, like, focused in experience of, like, what consciousness in general has to offer. I don't know if that makes sense. No. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't think it's, like, bound linearly. I think that, like your mind could end up anywhere almost, like, and I don't think that, like, I, I think that it's more of the sense of, like, as a conscious being, like, you've experienced, like, all of it, and, like, you will experience all of it. I'm, I'm like, super new age yoga person, like, <clears throat> But for whatever reason, you have to like come into this, this experience and in order to grow spiritually to, and I don't know what end we're moving towards. Like, I don't know what the fucking point of that is. No clue.
0: I'm thinking a lot of stuff that I can't say out loud right now. Why? Because it's a podcast. Okay. Which reminds me, I was like, when we get to a hundred episodes and we uh-huh. end, we end this podcast at a hundred, I was thinking that we should delete the podcast then.
1: I mean, that's fine. If you really want to do that and be like.
0: I mean, I have all the files. Great things
1: to destroy it. I've totally destroyed a lot of my, like, things that I've created, so I would be, like, fine with that. But also, I think that it's an interesting um, journal, especially at this time, like, this time that we're going through. I think it's very interesting that we're doing this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have the recordings. I just would delete it from the internet. Oh, like, delete it from... Yeah, I'm fine with that, actually, because... No one listens anyway.
1: Well, also, I don't know. I feel like I've overshared at times, and I don't even, I know. like, know some of the things. You know what I mean? I've gone been going through, like, a lot since we've been doing this. <laughs> like, I've been in pretty heavy fucking, like, times in my life, so I feel, like, the part of me that doesn't like to be vulnerable is fine with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I've definitely overshared, but I also just think it would be... It's just poignant. I like that we're only doing, we're doing a hundred episodes and we're, and that's like kind of part of it. And then just to like delete them all. So whoever's listening,
1: questionest of you and also very performance artist of you to just have it be something that's uh, it's a, not ephemeral. What's the word that I want? Transient.
0: Well, ephemeral is like what it is. Gotcha. But um, but Transant sure but uh, then the other thing is like so whoever is listening now is just listening now along with us and that's just the way it is that won't be a person in the future that just like kind of stumbles on this podcast. It's everyone who's here here with us right now listening.
1: Yeah I like it. I mean, I think about that shit, too, when I, like, think about reincarnation. It's like, yeah, you think about, like, all, like, the famous people, but there's been, like, so many lives that, like, just you don't even know. Yeah. I've had so, so, so many.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, like, it's, yeah, like, I mean, one thing that, again, this Evan Alexander talks about is, like, he can't even describe the feeling of the grandeur of where he came from, and the vastness of it all. It's and, beautiful. Yeah, and that's kind of something when you think about the whole of of human existence as well. There's just so many souls, like, you can't even imagine it. Um, yeah,
1: so, much, so many consciousnesses, so many experiences.
0: Yeah, and that's, like, one thing to like, keep in mind when, like, thinking of I don't know. I think we sometimes feel like our world, the world, our worldview feels very small. A lot of the times like, yes. And it's so much bigger than that. And then another thing, uh, Evan Alexander talked about his experience was like, he could like look back on earth. This is like a weird, like he, I don't know if he really saw it this way, but it was like explained in this way where it was like, say there's like a dot, that represents evil, you know. And then yeah. there's a dot that represents love. And he said like looking at the earth, it was overwhelmingly dots of love. And Aww. and very little evil. Like there is evil on earth and evil happens here, but love is winning, like overwhelmingly, love is winning. And I think it's interesting because we because of the way the news cycle is, you and yeah. I'm not I'm not downplaying like you know we just had another mass shooting and stuff i'm not downplaying this and there's obviously uh, a heightened um, uh violence going on in, in america but um, but when you think about the amount of people on the globe and and the way and, and the and just on our day to day that individuals as a whole like do not get shot and killed and we are completely surrounded by strangers and cross the street and get our groceries. Mm-hmm. You and, can
1: trust the most people. Yeah. yeah. Most people, you can trust them to, like, ultimately have your best interests at heart.
0: And that was, like, another thing. Like, uh, someone on Instagram posted a picture, went on Instagram, posted a picture of their shopping cart, right? And she mm-hmm. posted a picture of her shopping cart. Oh, I guess I shouldn't give their gender away, but whatever. But then they were like, um, I'm shaking right now. I went to the grocery store, and I'm shaking right now. And I'm like, why did you post this?
1: Why are they shaking? I don't understand. Because the
0: mass shooting took place in a grocery store. Oh. So they were like...
1: Um, Oh, yeah, for attention?
0: Well, it's... I mean, why are you sharing that? Like, okay, so you're dealing with, like, some... Uh, trauma from a news story that you read and now you're afraid at the grocery store but then you went like this other step and like took a picture of your card and posted on instagram that you're shaking right now and i'm like it's so fucking psychotic and and like yeah the mental illness in this country is really like i think that's just as mentally ill Okay, maybe yeah. maybe shooting up people it, it, in the first place. Or
1: it didn't happen. Like it's pics or it didn't happen. Like you like people can't like experience themselves unless they like put it take a picture, put their emotion up and get fucking likes. And like, just experience it.
0: Granted, I draw journal comics, so um, well, I really too, don't have much you know, room to talk but um, I'm not doing live way of getting
1: bathroom. your emotions validated so maybe I'm just being too fucking judgy maybe this person just needed their emotions validated in that moment and needed comfort of their friends and that could be another impetus well, for someone to do something like that
0: again not their friends like that's you're not talking to your friends you're talking to thousands of people you don't know when you're on Instagram I know, some
1: people I, I mean it's, I think it depends on what you do like on Instagram but some people like have like they're just friends and family on there like a normal normie person not this person oh this was a famous not a a famous person
0: person. it was like a it's a person like me or or like anyone who has like a thousand followers and is on there like (laughs) on some professional (laughs) capacity uh, no, I, don't don't...
1: Know. I think people, yeah, I think there's a bunch of reasons someone would do that from like being really manipulative and fucked up to like being genuinely like, I need help in this moment to not feel alone because I'm shaking at the fucking grocery store and I feel like I'm going to lose my shit. You know, like there could be anything in
0: between those. It's fucking... Maybe
1: they really don't have any other fucking, like, maybe they really don't talk to anyone. They just do Instagram.
0: Well, the, my other, my point is, is like, to meditate on the fact that there is overwhelmingly good is winning and it seems like everything's really evil but you really need to put in perspective like walking down the street and your neighbors and you know your grocery store or like your whatever that on a day to day on and and however old you are that's how many days that nothing has happened and you Like, you really need to put that in perspective and not, like, have panic attacks in the grocery store because a mass shooting happened in a grocery store. Like, um, and also, if you want to talk about, like, if you're afraid of getting murdered, you're going to get murdered. If you're going to get murdered, you're most likely to get murdered by someone you know, not by a stranger. Yeah, yeah.
1: um Um, i actually i do i don't like being in stores actually for that reason and it it, because like yeah people have anxiety disorders so we think about like fucked up like shit that we can't like get out of our heads so mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta get like through that but like yeah being in a grocery store is scary because there's no fucking back way out like maybe there is maybe you'll find it but it's like shooting fish in a barrel literally which is horrible thing to say especially after what happened like i get sick fucking thinking about what that must have been like for the people in there
0: there is a back way out and and people made it that through the back way out of a grocery store. I know the back way exit of my grocery store.
1: Yeah, I probably should find that out. That would probably help with any anxiety feelings I would have. I mean, but our, like again, it's like it'll be in your head for like a week, and then like you'll just be like, oh whatever, grocery store time.
0: Our grocery store has has had armed guards for like probably like three years now. Wow. Um, Because That's good. they That's they scary. started having them because there was like a shooting. Um, and like, and I I thought it was at a Whole Foods in some other state, and then Whole Foods across the state like put in armed guards. That's what I thought happened. But then when I went to go look up like a, a shooting at a Whole Foods, I I didn't find anything. So I was like, maybe I I guess I made that up. But maybe it was a grocery store shooting, and then Whole Foods was like, we're doing we're just putting yeah, armed guards. Us, yeah. Um and. You know, which is disturbing when like that disturbs me when I'm like grocery shopping and I realize there's like armed guards, like because they have to be there in case somebody tries something. Yeah.
1: But at least they're there.
0: Yeah. No, I guess. it Well, it's also like the uh, broken window thing where like if you put what's the broken window theory? I have no idea. I've never heard of this um I'm brain farting on it Uh.
1: oh my god
0: okay the broken window theory uh George Kelling in 1982 that used broken windows as a metaphor for disorder within neighborhoods. Theory links disorder and incivility within a community to subsequent occurrences of serious crimes.
1: Mm. So, when you see like a broken window and see that something happened, like people are more likely to like commit a crime there. Yeah. Like they think it's a bad area, they think they can like get away with it more kind of.
0: Yeah. And so, I guess like. Uh, Well, and so my point being having an armed guard there, like maybe makes people think that, like, it puts you in a violent state of mind because you see an armed guard there.
1: That Um, could absolutely happen, yes. Or a, a fear state, which is like more, you know, putting, and that's, and really our world corporate overlords want us to be in a constant state of fear. So that's why the news is like that. It's been like that for generations and it has just been getting worse. Like, 20 years ago when I was in college studying communications, I learned that if it bleeds, it leads. And that was, like, the point of the fucking newsroom was to pick, like, the most sensational and violent and fucked-up shit to get the most people watching. And, like, that monster has only grown, like, exponentially since then. Like, all of these fucking news stations, like, it's not just your local news station anymore. They are owned by, like, either, what like, one of two people, right? Like, Rubert Murdoch or, like there's like very few people that like are at the top of these things. And then there's like so many fucking layers, but like, yeah, the whole point is to get you to watch and make you fucking afraid so that you can be controlled. And like, also so that like, you'll buy things to make yourself feel better.
0: Well, uh, do you have any, I think we should do like closing thoughts. We've been talking for like an hour and a half.
1: sounds good um my closing thought on all this is just namaste no matter how much like angry I get, and how much I like feel like I hate the fucking human race ultimately like when I calm the fuck down like I really do think that we're all one thing and like if I and all of us can get past our stupid fucking egos like we could potentially have you know just like peace as a consciousness I don't fucking know
0: yeah I that is like something to meditate on because like and I think about that in sense like when I am am confronted by a person or personality that I is like I really dislike or is somebody that yeah someone that I hate and I'm kind of always like no like try to think of it like we are all one consciousness. They're a part of me. I'm a part of them. So, like, I can't hate them. You know, um, I try. I to can't remember about... that in the moment. <laughs> What's that?
1: I can't remember that in the moment. So that's good for you.
0: No, I can't either. I'm saying like it's like more like after effect. Like, um, like I try like later on, and as I like am am festering in my hatred of someone, I'm like this is like a gross and disgusting feeling and I don't want to feel this. And then I'm like, I try to remember that. I try to remember that we're all one consciousness. We're all part of each other. And like that helps dissipate like the anger, hatred, jealousy, whatever I'm feeling of this other person. Um, That's
1: like magic. That's like a magical medicine for life. (laughs)
0: Yeah. The only problem is, is it doesn't, um, stick like, you know, because you can, you can do that. You can like really, um, you know, love your neighbor. Like that's, you know, uh, what Jesus said for us to do. And, and it was good advice to love your neighbor and, um, you can, and it makes your life happier and better. But it just, it you always are constantly having to remind yourself of it. It doesn't stick.
1: Yeah. And well, too, I think it probably like if, if I were like really meditating every day for like long periods of time and like had like, you know, there, I think there could be, after like a lot of practice, it would get easier, but it's really hard. Actually, Ram Das says that he, um, when he is doing anything like, like he has like he, he talks about mantras like that's a big part of his practice is mantras and he uses rom which is god and he says that when he's like out just a normal thing like for example at the grocery store he just he says like rom 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 and the fucking point is that when he sees a person he remembers that person's also god so he doesn't like treat them like shit
0: that's awesome
1: I know, but, like, that's the intensity. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of intensity, like, as human beings that, like, we fucking need to, like, remember that, like, we're not separate. Because automatically, like, it goes to our ego. And, like, unless... If that's unchecked, then you just forget.
0: Right. And... Oh, I forgot what I was... I forgot what I was gonna say. Sorry. No, that's okay. It was... (laughs) Something about reincarnation, obviously. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. I feel like it was on some tangent, like, I was thinking. Um, Oh, just the past few months, uh, thinking about reincarnation, and not even just reincarnation, but, like, near death experiences from people and just thinking about death in general. Like I have a way more positive view of it than I ever have in my, had in my life. And I feel at this point, like less afraid of it than I ever have in my life. Um, and I do feel pretty confident in the reincarnation or if it's not like reincarnation like in a way that like we understand it like coming back to earth but also that your consciousness can go on to a higher level even um but yeah I don't know just contemplating on on all this stuff has made me fear death less
1: I agree with that I it helps me too especially thinking about it in terms of like reincarnation and being one consciousness, because when you think about it, like from your ego, like that's really fucking scary. Like, but the point is like, you know, uh, your ego has to die and that's the painful part, Mm -hmm. but like you persist, whatever your essence is, that's, what's you like all this other shit, like who you think you are, who, how you act, your fucking clothes, like your face, Everything you like is your feelings is like all part of what's not going to go with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But like you, your experience, and like going into that experience is what continues.
0: There's this um, podcast I listen to a lot. Um, called Girls Chat. Yeah. I'm actually a Patreon member of this podcast. Um, and uh, the person who... The host of it, their name is Ashley. I don't know even their last name or anything. Um, they're on Twitter. They go by Christlover2000. And uh, they um they're an artist they do this podcast but they talk about death i think almost every episode and that's cool. yeah and i i think and i and that's why i really enjoy it um anyone who's like like interested in these conversations that maureen and i that we've been having that i recommend this podcast but um they i i just like think that if you don't confront death like in your lifetime you're what it, it it just has you repeat like like mistakes in your own life it's like a way of con- confronting um it's a way of confronting like consciousness blocks like w- like ways that blocks that keep you from growing and being a better person and i think okay. Confronting and being okay with death is a way of unblocking those and I think you're being right. You're yeah. Fears. Um so whether reincarnation is real or not, time will tell. Um you know, I'm going oh,
1: You won't remember.
0: You won't you won't remember. But I definitely feel more acquainted and okay with it. There was also, um, I guess like I, the closest I was thinking about near death experiences, the closest closest I ever had was that time. And you were with me when that guy broke into our house or, well, you didn't live there at the time. And he said that he had a gun and he was going to shoot us. And, i believe that he had a gun i didn't like yeah i didn't question it but i really did think that i was gonna die at that moment me too and i felt an overwhelming sense of like okay like euphoria like i was Uh,
1: even euphoria yes yes like you go into an altered state of consciousness
0: I was totally okay with it. Like, I was like, oh, okay, so this is it. I'm going to die now. And I wasn't afraid. And I was, like, totally okay. And I remember it, like, really touched me. I remember talking to my mom about it. And I was telling my mom just to tell her, like, to comfort her. Like, the next day. Yeah,
1: don't be scared. I,
0: yeah, like, don't be scared. I wasn't, I thought I was going to die. And I wasn't scared. And I just, like, had to tell her, like, you know, um, because that was, it was, like, something. I don't know.
1: You go into like an acceptance state. That's why, like, the AOC thing fascinated me. Like, when she was talking about her experience, when she heard them, like, like, where is she? Where is
0: she? I fucking hate her I hate AOC.
1: I mean, that's fine. But um, I thought it was interesting because the way that she describes it is that, like, her description of it was, like, an overwhelming state of acceptance. Like, she was just, like, well, like, if this is what's going to happen, it's what's going to happen. Like, your brain just, like, goes there. Like, yeah, you can hate her, but, like, she's a human like us. And, like, in that position, she's no different than we are.
0: Well, she, though, like, she, I thought felt like she's talking about the Capitol Hill thing.
1: Yeah, the, in the Capitol building. well, I like, mean, I yeah, but she
0: Everyone was talking like she wasn't even near where everything was happening even.
1: Did you listen to the to like did you see her talk about her experience and like
0: how no, she was like No, because I, was the don't government government of to, I don't need to listen leave to I don't need to listen to a politician. I don't need to listen to a politician who's more privileged than me talk about her fucking trauma like she could suck my dick. She's my I mean, she's not fair. A servant. She's supposed to serve the people, and she was nowhere near where it was even fucking happening. She wasn't in the Capitol building.
1: I mean, I don't know the details of that, so. I just thought it was an interesting experience, because, like, when someone feels for their life and they're trapped, like, your brain goes to this place.
0: She's a cunt. But I guess I'll have to meditate on that. Um Anyway, all right, I'm, that's... Yeah, you
1: just wish him to be free from suffering and then try to...
0: Please don't bring up AOC again on this podcast. Oh my god.
1: All right,
0: down to I thought you knew I hated her.
1: I mean, I should have known that you
0: would. <laughs> okay. All right. Why, um, why
1: do you hate? Her? Do you feel like she fucked up over Bernie, or just you feel like she's not? Oh, like she
0: totally her? fucked over Bernie. She even yeah, when I she was it. speaking at his rally, she never even mentioned his fucking name. And yeah. then, like, because he was on Joe Rogan, like, she was, like, offended by that. And she was also, like, trying to make him take on policies that he wasn't taking on and speaking on his behalf about them, which was hurtful to his campaign. And I also think she's a total sellout. And she will sell out everyone. Like, that I mean, she that pretends to...
1: what happened with her and Bernie. I get
0: that. Yeah, and, like, I, I just think she's totally fake. And, yeah, I, I really... Especially, it's frustrating because you want there to be, um, you want politics to be, like, moving in a forward momentum, at least. And we're, we're on the left. And we're, like, so behind. And then we have yeah. these bad faith actors, like, fucking OC. And it pulls us, it t- pulls us decades behind. Any progress. Yeah. So, so that's why I really fucking hate her. Anyway. um, And it's, like on the face level you think that um this this projects this idea this projects this like um ideology and but it's like all it's all surface level and it's all fake and i think someone people to do that and i don't know maybe she doesn't even know she's doing it she's probably so psyoped in her own emotional bullshit she doesn't even fucking know um but, yeah, it's, you know... And I don't think there's any politician that doesn't have, like, a humongous ego and ends up yep. working for themselves and not the people. That's usually what happens with every politician. So I'm not saying, mm-hmm. like, Bernie's a saint, so...
1: See, human ego, it's natural. That's what we fucking do. Because we're parasites. Uh, but we're also god, so...
0: It's both. Uh, and... Yeah, I just saw her telling of the Capitol Hill as like this whole trauma story to just draw attention to herself and
1: I mean I definitely see that perspective.
0: And not like and also like just over dramatizing the whole thing to a point for to like tr- like to like have people up in a psychic warfare fair with each other to continue the right. psychic warfare. You think that
1: she's moving it to her advantage and to her ends to her means to an end. I get yeah. it. Yeah. and yeah, you're probably right. She's a fucking politician. No yeah. shit. I mean, you're right. Anyway.
0: Alright, I'm gonna meditate on it.
1: Yeah, pray pray what, for what uh, is
0: what does the Gandhi do or Dalai Lama? rom does he say rom he says rom oh, better... no
1: uh no um not not the Dalai lama fucking ram das um yeah he says rom that's his yeah he mantra. Says, ram, like, ram, in his head. Ram, so yeah god ram. to remind you that god is
0: everything rom 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 that's what i'll be thinking when people talk about aoc
1: Yeah. Or this guy, um, actually this guy in one of the meditation meetings that I used to go to all the time, like when I was first fucking sober, like a long time ago. And, um, so I was just horrible. And like, I was like, how the fuck do you like stay calm? Like being on the road and shit, like with like these people and like, whatever. Cause I'm like, I just like lose my temper. I can't help it. And he was like, well, like, of course you lose your temper, but like what you do is you just like wish them to be free from suffering. So, like, if you can just, like, do that, uh-huh. that will help you. That'll help you. Because it just inter- I think it interrupts, like, these thought patterns that we have where we get into these, like, loops of, like, just, like, ego and, like, you know, um, being angry because we feel entitled. And that's the human ego. Like, that's mm-hmm. why that happens. So, like, to break that mental cycle, I think, is positive. Because mm-hmm. then you're just not, like, taking it to the next person that you see. Like, yes. if you can do that enough and make it a habit, like, it will eventually, like, break the cycle.
0: And it, also the other part of ego that I think plays into it is, like, that I feel is, like, you feel angry and you want to express your opinion. And you think, yeah. like, in this sort of way that you're able to control the situation. Like, and yes. you can't. Yeah. It's, you can't control no. it. Um. Yeah. You
1: can't.
0: Anyway. All right. Well, I love you, Maureen. Let you tell. And, um, love you, too. And I'll I talk. I'll talk to you. Don't tell people we don't know that we love them.
1: I I, I love you, everyone.
0: That doesn't. God, God is love. That's what I'll give you. All right. Bye. Bye. Podcast. Podcast. Do, do do Podcast. Two hosts. Two hosts. Okay. Whorehouse on the hill The whorehouse on the hill Oh yeah, it's the whorehouse on the hill house on the
1: hill Don't
0: oh, yeah. Do 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 you roll
1: your skirt too short Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.